Is speaking to universities part of your marketing? If not, this is a long game and I want to share a little bit more about this because it is a fabulous way to actually get speaking engagements and still grow your audience, but long-term. Let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. So I'm sure that this really intrigued you about speaking to universities, but I wanted to address this because it really is a long game. It's something that I have done again and again and again. I've been paid to speak at universities and I openly come in as guest experts and actually speak to a number of different classes. And I have spoken to um, in a number of different universities as well. It is a long game. Let's just start there. You probably are wondering like, what does that mean? It's a long game, but speaking at a university, these are, let's just say that they're seniors. So they're probably about 22 years old and in about five years, This is how I want you to look at it. In about five years, they're going to be in a position where their boss might be saying like, hey, we need to find us a speaker. Oh, I remember this this speaker that came in and spoke at at our college, that spoke in our class, spoke in our club and, you know, et cetera, you know, who I'm still on their email list because I joined their email list. I started listening to their podcast after they spoke, you know, so it becomes a long game. So this is something that I have done very successfully throughout the years. When I was speaking in the leadership industry and corporate engagement, I would go in and speak in like leadership programs, um, classes that actually were teaching about corporate engagement and employee engagement, whether that was an HR degree, or it was a leadership degree. There's all different types of degrees that are out there and teachers that, and professors that are looking for speakers, guest experts, people that are out in the field. And having written a couple of books, I've also been able to sell a lot of my books to the students as well. You know, it becomes like a form of reference for them. um, And it also becomes a great business card if you think about it. People won't throw a book away, but they will throw a business card away. You know, a book might get recycled, um, might get sent to a used bookstore, or it might just get packed up in a box and moved from place to place. So never underestimate the power of speaking at universities. So I just finished speaking virtually to a um, program I'm going to call it a program because it wasn't a class, but it was a group of seniors who are founders in their company. They are, this is a business school and they are moving on to creating companies. That is the whole point is that they leave school and have a business plan, have an idea, are getting, you know, in front of venture capitalists, you know, are giving their elevator pitches. And so I was asked to come in and speak to this group of uh, founders, you know, so that I could teach them a little bit more about public speaking. 
And so I was able to share a lot of things with them. And in the 90 minutes that we were together, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, all the different forms of speaking. How long should a speech be? You know, and if you're wondering that answer, a speech should be as long as it needs to be. So in other words, if you can finish saying what you need to say in 15 minutes, please do not drag it on for another 45 minutes just to complete your hour. You want to make sure that you are speaking and have enough information to fill the allotted time that you are being asked to speak. But we talked about things about storytelling and about the power of pausing and about showing up as your true authentic self, because the more that you are yourself, your audience is going to fall in love with you. So instead of trying to be you like some other speaker, I always want you to be you. So think about the three words that you want your audience to describe you as. What do you want your audience to know, think, or feel about you when you're done speaking? Come up with what those three words are, those three short phrases. And that becomes the lens that you look through speaking with. If you want to be known as, I'm very down to earth, well, maybe you're not going to wear a suit. You want to be like that casual, I wear jeans, you know, I wear boots, I wear maybe like a jacket over the jeans. You know, I used to wear a suit on stage and it just didn't feel right. Until I decided, you know what, this just isn't me. I'm not the suit person, but I'm still the professional and corporate looking, you know, so I, but I will show up in something that like, that looks nice. And it might be a skirt. It might be a dress. It might be pants, you know, always with heels, but it's just not that same color top and bottom suit. Like that's not me, but I want people to think of me as being relatable maybe a little sarcastic and a little funny. So when that's my lens, then I'm telling stories that might add a little bit of humor. I'm telling, you know, like using some of my Boston sarcasm, you know, also when I'm speaking, you know, there are all different ways, but to be able to just like focus on like, here's what I want to be known for. Here's what kind of a speaker I want to be. And I shared this with this with this class. And then we also started talking about elevator pitches because these young adults with their business ideas are going to places, are going to conferences, are getting in front of the right people and they have to give their elevator pitch. And I have a different way of, of basically sharing your elevator pitch. I think it should be customized. It should be personalized to the person that you're speaking with. So how do you know which elevator pitch to give? You got to ask questions. You got to find out who's in front of you. Are they a CEO? Are they an investor? Are they in private equity? Are they the ideal client? Or do they know people that would be an ideal client for you? Are they great referral agents? So there are so many different ways to do an elevator pitch, but I believe in capturing someone's attention and personalizing it for them. So you might be wondering, like, Lorraine, I listen to your podcast all the time, and this is supposed to be about speaking. And now we're talking about elevator pitches. And yes, we are, because an elevator pitch is a form of speaking. 
you know, you are communicating. That's what speaking is. It's a form of communication. And I want you to communicate with confidence about who you are, what you do, and who you serve and how you help them. And so an elevator pitch should be very personalized instead of, I got to make sure that I give this three minute long talk, mini talk. And in truth is just like, you don't even know if you were speaking to the right person. You don't even know if they're an interested person, if they would even understand what you were talking about. One of the brave souls stood up and said, do you live in a home? And he has some very interesting technology. Do you live in a home? And then he went on with this little spiel about electric electric bills. And so I stopped him. I said, do you want to know if I live in a home or do you want to know if I'm a homeowner? Because those are two different questions. He was like, I want to know if you're a homeowner. I said, let's ask that question. So the, the conversation went like, are you a homeowner? Yes, actually I am. Have you noticed the rising costs of electricity of your electric bill? As a matter of fact, I have. And then he went into this, this, uh, he went into another spiel and I said, whoa, 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 let's bring it back. Why don't you ask me? Because he has a very interesting technology. Why don't you ask me next? Do I have solar panels? So he asked me and I said, no, actually I don't. And I have the perfect home for solar panels. And then he went into what his technology is. And I will just tease you a little bit. It's got nothing to do with solar panels, but it's got everything to do with rain and being able to um, create electricity from rainwater. So I don't understand the technology. We didn't go into that, but I just told them like, this was very fascinating, but about you, we want to customize an elevator pitch. We want to grab more information so that we can personalize what we're saying to this person so that it's interesting for them. But again, you know, going back to the reason why I speak at universities and the reason why you should be speaking at universities is it's really a long game. It's a wonderful way to share with these young people your expertise, you the subject matter that you're an authority on and be able to inspire them. And at the same time, like building your email list, getting more podcast followers, you know, listening to my podcast, it doesn't matter who they are because these are people that eventually down the road could actually be in a position to hire me. These are founders. So they might bring me into their company to help them communicate more effectively, to maybe inspire their leaders to give better presentations, um, pitching to venture capitalists, or even if they're just having sales meetings or sales presentations. I mean, there's so many different reasons why they might bring someone like myself in, but you should be thinking about universities. So many schools across the country, you can be either speaking in person, virtually, you can be getting paid. Most of the time I do this pro bono I just do it because I want to serve these young minds, this next generation, you know, with some great information to help them out along their career. So I hope that this has like really helped you think about, you know, like different universities. I hope some are coming to mind, but then think about how many classes 
how many professors, how many different degrees or majors are in each of these universities? Just because you speak for one class doesn't mean that you can't also speak for other classes. At this particular school that I spoke to today, I have spoken in at least four different class situations. Um, and adding this one now would, would actually make it a, a fifth different one, being able to speak at this particular founders. And I also offered to come back, you know, so that I could actually be in person because it is just in Boston, but, you know, my schedule didn't allow me to actually be there in person. So we just did it virtually. And I really think that the students get to learn something when it's virtual, you know, to be able to see like, wow, you can be very animated and engaging when you are virtual and not only when you're in person. You know, I think that that's something that I've been able to teach people. And really, um, if you're watching this over on YouTube, then hopefully you're seeing that as well. It's an art form to be able to speak virtually, you know, seeing your audience, you know, or maybe not even seeing your audience and feeling like, still feeling like they are there and letting them feel like, you are there with them also. So lots of great ideas. I hope that you're, you're, I hope that this episode has just kind of like got your mind thinking about all the different schools, majors, or places that you can start speaking. Because once you speak for one professor, you know, you can offer to come back next year and the year after that, because they're going to have different students each year. So think about it that way also, like you would just have like, this is something that I could do on repeat. So if you're wondering like, geez, I'm really not sure how I can, how I can actually like communicate with confidence, you know, feel free just to book some time with me. I have a number of different programs from my group program, In Demand Signature Speech, to some DIY programs that you can do on your own, to working with me privately. And the best, the very best way to figure that out is actually to just like book a call with me and I will help you decide which program actually would be best for you. And there's a number of different questions that I'm going to ask you on that call. And you can book that call at chatwithla.com. And that will be down on the show notes as well. And I will help you decide which program would be best for you based on your needs and your current situation. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, I'd love to continue the conversation. Hit me up in the DMs. I mostly hang out in DMs over in Instagram and make sure you're following me over on Instagram as well. And that link is down below. But if you are watching this, it is my um, Instagram handle is laurieann.mirabito. And until next time, I want you to be in demand.